Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Right, we're rolling on towards spring here, John. Yeah, I have a quick question for you. How did, right. how did Valentine's Day work out for you? Not getting any gifts? Did that? Uh, it was okay? You know, it was it was wonderful. I mean, she didn't uh, so she did, didn't notice. I think I, I, I didn't tell them our wives to listen to it. So I think we're okay for another year. You think they we skirted under radar? I think so. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I think we're in the doghouse. We just don't know it yet. We're not <laughs> smart enough to figure it out. <laughs> That's probably true. Ouch. Yeah. So I hope everybody had a great Valentine's and. On their way to a nice spring here. Um, you know, we have a great show lined up for the day, as usual. Um, we're going to start off here about talking about how to make some extra money, right? Yeah, the gig economy. It's really interesting. There's a lot of different ways people are getting side hustles. And, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like an Uber um, or a Lyft. And even in this these, this area, in CSRA, they're, they're functioning. They're out there. They're, they're running. Um, so we've got about another 10 or 15 to talk about. So great way to build some extra income to go do some cool stuff with. Yeah. So if you're trying to fund your Roth or pay down debt, I mean, you want to listen to this. I mean, there's a ton of ways to make money now on the side with, um, you know, the gig economy and internet and everything else that that's available to you. And, uh, you know, with that extra money, you can go and update your will because you, you may need to do that. We got 10 reasons to update your will or update your beneficiaries. Keep those things up to date. Um, those are really, really important. So a little estate planning talk we're going to have this morning. So, um, there you go. By the way, my name is Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 25 years' experience in providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. We have a link to the podcast. Gosh, we have a couple hundred out there now. A lot of tools on the website, calculators. We have a financial um, inventory sheet. You should really go check out, go document some of the things that really kind of ties into the uh, will discussion and the estate planning. Also have a Facebook page. We post uh, weekly on there, videos. So pretty cool to, uh, to check that out. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. You can link to us right off the website and send us your questions. We'd love to uh, respond to those here on the air. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that leads us up here to our first thing, which is the financial fact of the week. Yeah. So, um, gosh, you hear about the baby boomers in, in the USA, and this will kind of put it in perspective. About 9% of the world's population is at least 65 years uh, of age or older. Um, okay. 12% of China's population is at least 65, and almost 17% of the United States population is at least 65. So wow. that wave of baby boomers is, is going through the system and is putting pressure on Social Security and Medicare. And, um, you know, at some point, I mean, the, the projections are Medicare is going to be going to be broken or it's broken now, but it's going to be bankrupt in, in like five years. I mean, it's... Yeah, it, it's, it's putting a serious strain on Medicare and you know, the whole healthcare system out there. I mean, you know, try to get your, you know, parents in assisted living or something. And there's, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of that going on. I mean, it's yeah. just hard. It, it, it takes a lot. There's a lot of people, you know, 
using up those resources. So um, just interesting fact of the week, though. It's hard to believe we're double the amount in the world yeah. for 65-year-olds. So Yeah, and Social Security, some people say, hey, it's not going to be there. You know, 2033 uh, is the, the date that they say, hey, you're going to get 75% of your benefits. I think they're going to be able to tweak that over, you know, between now and then and make some changes. Um, I don't think they're going to reduce it down to 75%. I think they'll change some inflation rates. They'll change some dates that people can take money uh, if you're in your 40s or 50s. So people in the, in the Social Security system likely are not going to be affected is my is our I think probably our opinion. I know I feel yeah, that way. I think that's right. You know, but the bottom line here is here is you may need to make some extra money to help out your mom. That's right. Your parents. Yes. They're aging. And uh, and Social Security may not. Well, Medicare, I think it'll be there, but at a lower rate maybe for you. So we got side hustles. We have Lots. ways to make moolah. And you don't need any training, really. It's a, a quick way to get extra cash. Um, you know, it, it does take time, but the key to winning in any side hustle is to think of your specific skill and uh, taking advantage of them. Some people really like driving. Some people are good at teaching. Um, you know, there's different ways. You got to look at, you know, kind of what your what your um, your passions are, what you're good at, what you like to do, and you need to go, you know, check it out. And so the first one on the list is, we already talked about it, Lyft or Uber. I mean, you know, I, I you know, travel around and, yep. and uh, use both of these quite frequently. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they offer flexible scheduling, um, extra pay during peak hours, you know, and insurance protection um, if you're out of a job. So we've got the master's coming up here. Yep. A lot of people are going to need that. It's a great way to get some extra income. Yeah, it's amazing how convenient that is. But we used it down in New Orleans here uh, last month and and just all the time. And it was interesting talking to people, too, and, and finding out what their day job was, what mm-hmm. they really did. And, you know, they just did this for extra money. And, uh, you know, it's an easy way to, to make some extra extra money. You know, it's a pretty good deal. So. Uh, that's an easy one, but how about delivering food? Um, that's another one, you know, I mean, for uh, a driving side gig with less face-to-face time, check out Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Um, but Hey, I mean, everybody has to eat, right? And sometimes they're, you know, they aren't interested in picking up their own food. So bring the joy of meals to others and make some extra cash in the process delivering food. That's an easy one. Yeah. Is Walmart doing that now? I, I know you can pick it up at the store. No, I don't know if okay. they're delivering it. Maybe in the big cities or something, yeah. but not around here, but I, you pick it up. Yeah. I know that uh, there's a new business over in Aiken. It's called, I think it's 803 Delivery, and they do that. So they're competing with the Uber Eats and so forth. So again, getting in the car and, and, and driving around. Another one is delivering groceries. And you know, if you love driving and shopping, um, Walmart... I know hires people to go and get the groceries within the Walmart and then, you know, people come pick it up. But there's also other things called Instacart or, or shipped. Um, you'll, you'll get paid, um, to shop and deliver groceries. Um, you know, the clients work through an on-demand service and uh, you can make anywhere from 16 to $22 an hour working with them. I don't know if that's local or not. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some opportunities I know at Walmart for getting groceries together. I know some people that work in that area. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty decent side money too. And, uh, another one is becoming a photographer. Um, you know, it seems like everybody today has a smartphone. Um, you know, thanks they're a real photographer with their phone, but if you've got legit photography talent, you know, making money with those skills, um, you can really make some serious money. I mean, people need, you know, photos all year long. Um, but you shouldn't think, you know, but you should think seasonably, seasonally, to to really market yourself here. I mean, senior photos, 
or, you know, early in the summer or early fall, um, you know, family photos for people to put on their Christmas cards. Um, so when you're, when you're scheduling, um, online to figure out, you know, what to set as your pricing, don't expect to start off making the same as the pros. So build your skills up and, um, you know, your client list by offering lower, uh, rates, but you know, it's a great, great place to start. And yeah, I mean, you can get into this. Obviously it takes some real equipment and, you know, uh, Abby, our daughter used to do this and and do weddings and Mm -hmm. photography and the whole nine yards. And, you know, there's a there, there's several thousand dollars of equipment that you have to get really to get started in that. But uh, she made some really good money doing that, yeah. and um, you can really make some serious money doing photography. Yeah, another way to um, to get mm. some additional income is tutoring online. And um, if you've got a good understanding of a particular subject or maybe good communication skills, you know, looking at online tutoring with Tutor.com, TutorMe, or StudyPool are the three websites. The pay isn't too bad, about 16 bucks an hour. Um, but be careful as you look through the postings. Some of the users are just, um, you know, hoping someone's going to write their essay or finish their homework for them. But, you know, others need honest help. So jumping in and offering, you know, help someone in a certain, you know, subject can get some additional income. And you can do that from your home, right? I mean, this is this is the gig side of this is you can do it on your own time. Another one on the list here is um, if you're uh, good at typing and listening, um, and you know, good attention to detail, becoming a transcriptionist may be a good job for you. And they basically uh, type from recorded or live audio files. Uh, they're super important in the medical and legal industries, but other areas of the corporate world need them as well. So you have to be trained and certified, but you can make uh, between 20 and $45 an hour, depending on your skill level and speed. And once you've got your uh, certification, you can nab some job jobs on Rev. It's R-E-V. So, Interesting. Yeah. Seems like that'd be a job that would be due to be replaced with AI. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I transcriptionist, you know, your phone will do that pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good nowadays. So I don't know about that one. Um, but also, I mean, you can join a focus group or take surveys. Um, if you want to get paid for sharing your opinion, um, this is one way to do it. You know, it's not a bad way to make some extra cash. You can join a focus group, try focusgroup.com or look into survey sites like my points, survey junkie, uh, Vendale research. Um, just remember these sites are looking for, for really specific things, when they pick people. So you might not qualify for every survey that you see. Plus you might have to answer a good deal of surveys before you cash out. So, you know, it's not a quick option, but it's an easy way to make a little extra cash. So something worth looking at. Yeah. Another one here is, is teach, uh, specifically English. And if that scares you a little bit, there's some companies out there. Technology is pretty amazing. It's called VIP kid. Apparently, it's a big uh, fan favorite of the the Dave Ramsey uh, online community on Facebook. But they handle all the lesson plans and all the grading. Um, you just need to have a desire to uh, to help others and um, lead a class online, and it's a great way to get paid as well. And um, the the number nine here on the list, I think, is so it's just it's just amazing how, yeah, what they've the, done. I think this is the best one. Just it's such a no brainer for the, a lot of people. The Airbnb. I mean, if you got an extra bedroom or you know, someone can crash on short notice. You can rent out that that room. Um, you know, if you're in Nashville area, you can earn about a thousand dollars a month, and uh, that's an excellent side income. You know, what are the risk of opening your your home? Um, certainly a legit worry, but Airbnb offers accidental damage coverage on your home up to a million dollars. I think that's going to cover most of us yeah. out there, and they offer host protection insurance uh, just in case a guest gets hurt 
while staying on your property. So while Airbnb doesn't screen each guest, they let the host and, and guests rate each other, kind of like Uber does. Um, that way you can feel more at ease um, of who you're letting in your house. And we have some friends that do this and they love it. They meet people from all over the country. And, yep. you know, for us, we, we do have an extra um, basement, but that just not, that just doesn't fit with, uh, we would be scared. What, what I don't know. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, we're not comfortable with it. So but right. it, it's a way to earn extra money. It's a great, uh, if you have some extra space to get some additional income. Yeah. I mean, if you're moving, you might want to, you know, it, it really raises the value of a house that has like a mother-in-law suite or something, you yes. know, that you can rent out, um, or a garage apartment or something. Um, cause I mean, you can, you can legitimately rent those out now and, mm-hmm. you know, do with the masters around yeah, here. Absolutely. I mean, you can really kill it, you know, come masters week. So there you go. Next one's to become a reseller. Um, you know, this one takes some some investment up front, but it's another option for people who love shopping, understand market value of things. Um, you know, the idea is simple. You buy low, you sell higher. Um, you just go to thrift stores, garage sales, flea markets, you look for deals, search online while you're, you know, considering a purchase. Um, and then you, um, you can, you can score enough profit on the thing to make the time and, and the money worth, you know, worth your time and money. Then you do it. Um, you buy the thing, you, you, then you sell it online. I mean, it's often the easiest route, you know, with sites like Amazon, eBay, Postmark, uh, ThreadUp, GameStop, <laughs> um, to name a few. Yeah, I didn't realize there are many out there. But uh, yeah, you, you got to be able to make enough, obviously, to cover the 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 uh, the price that they pay, you know that you have to pay eBay or whoever you're selling it through. But um, yeah, if you're good at doing this and you're good at finding great deals then, uh, you know, that's a good way to make some money. Yeah, some other side hustles that uh, we'll mention, babysitting, uh, pet sitting, um, mowing lawns, Etsy. You know, people are making goods and uh, putting it out on Etsy. Uh, And another one, really interesting one is, um, you know, Amazon is starting to take over the shipping um, of a lot of their products, goods, and services, and they need local delivery drivers. It's called Amazon Flex. So uh, a lot of different side hustles here. You can take that money, put it towards paying off debt, getting your emergency fund up or, you know, doing something fun with it. Um, other than, uh, you know, paying off debt or emergency funds, you can go take a trip, whatever. It's just, it's amazing the economy and the technology that we have out there today that allows for this to happen. Cause 20 years ago, it wasn't like that. In yeah. A lot of it wasn't nearly that easy. So now lots of ways to make money on the side. So, uh, that's a great list of, of things to, to look into, to make some extra cash. All right, and that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this question is about uh, emergency funds and how much do I need to have in retirement? And it's a good question. Emergency funds, as you're you know going through life, uh, protecting you from really a loss of uh, a job um, or income. Um, and you, when you, once you're in retirement and you have maybe pension, Social Security, you got your investment check, you could probably you know, we recommend three to six months. You could probably be on the lower end of that. Um, certainly if you have more than that, that's fine. But the loss of job when you're in retirement is not there, right? It's taken off the table, but still right. having some extra cash on the side, three to six months still would be a recommendation. You could go on the lower end of that. Yeah, absolutely. Good question of the week. All right. And that leads up here to our next topic. And that is um, 10 reasons to update your will um, and to have your beneficiary designations on everything. Um, yeah, this is an article comes out of finelaw.com. And, uh, but John, you know, I mean, having a will is arguably one of the most important things you can do for yourself and your family, you know, and not only will it legally protect your spouse, your children, your assets, but it can spell out exactly how you'd like things handled after you pass on. 
And so while each person's situation varies, I mean, here are 10 good reasons to have your will up to date and to have beneficiary designations on all your accounts. So first one here is um, you get to decide how the residual of your state will be handled and how everything is going to be distributed. I mean, a will is a legally binding document that lets you determine, you know, how your your, your uh, things like your estate, um, everything in your estate will be handled at your death. And if you die without a will, there's no guarantee that your desires are going to be carried out. I mean, it helps to, to minimize the family disputes about your estate and also determines who, what, and when um, will happen to your estate. Um, a beneficiary designation does the same thing, but for a specific account. So um, not only does it do that, but it also keeps your account out of probate, and it expedites the process of distributing those assets to your heirs. So we recommend a beneficiary designation on any investment or bank account. Yeah, and uh, the second key item here, Steve, is is so important. It'll decide who will take care of your minor children. And a lot of people don't realize that, but it basically um, you know, takes care of uh, assigning a guardian of who's going to watch your minor children. And if you don't have that, the court's going to take it upon itself to choose among family members or even a state-appointed guardian. So having this will allows you to point the person uh, that want, you want to raise your children, um, or better, make sure it's not someone that you don't want to raise your children. So important that uh, you get that documented. Otherwise, it's going to be the courts are going to determine that. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Another thing, though, having your will is going to do is it's going to avoid a lengthy probate process. Um, you know, contrary to, to some beliefs, I mean, you know, all estates that have assets that, that go through probate, they have to go through the probate process with or without a will. Um, so having a will, however, will speed up that probate process because it informs the court exactly how you'd like your state divided. And probate courts, they kind of serve the purpose of administering your estate. So when you die without a will, it's, it's known as dying intestate, and the court's going to decide how to divide your assets without any input from you, um, which can cause some long and unnecessary delays. Um, usually it takes longer if you don't have a will. So the same goes, though, for designating beneficiaries on your investment accounts. Of course, retirement plans such as IRAs, annuities, you know, your 401k, they naturally have a beneficiary designation. And as such, they will bypass probate as long as you don't leave it to your state, as long as you have a real person listed. Um, however, after-tax investment accounts do not automatically get a beneficiary designation. And, you know, they'll usually end up in probate in your state by default. So we would strongly recommend that you designate beneficiaries on all of your after-tax accounts, such as a joint account or an individual account, so they don't end up in your probate estate. Um, most institutions, they call this transfer on death, TOD. So make sure your non-retirement investment accounts have this designation. And also, if you have stocks um, directly listed through a transfer agent, like a stock you own that you know comes on a statement from ComputerShare, that's a transfer agent, um, we would recommend you get all those transferred into a brokerage account, like at TD Ameritrade, someplace like that, where you can list a TOD beneficiary designation. Very important. Yeah, it is. Another reason is uh, it could minimize taxes. Um, you know, if you um, the value of what you give away to family members or charity will reduce the value of your estate when it's time to pay taxes if you're over the threshold, which is pretty high. But uh, income, which is distributed from your estate, is not taxed 
in the estate. However, if you don't have a will, income will accumulate in the in the lengthy estate process and ultimately be taxed at estate income tax rates, which are significantly higher today uh, than they are in personal income tax rates for your for your heirs. So you know it doesn't affect a lot of people, but you you know you got to be thinking about tax avoidance and making sure you have a will that you kind of take that off the, the the table. Yeah, so it gets distributed immediately. That's right. Um, and also, though, you'll get to decide who will handle the affairs of your estate. I mean, executors, they will make sure your affairs are in order. Um, they'll, you know, that includes paying off your bills and canceling your credit cards, notifying the banks and other business establishments, because executors play, you know, the biggest role in administration of your estate. You want to make sure you appoint someone who's honest, trustworthy, organized, um, which may not always be the closest family member. So, you want to make sure you you, ha- you have a will that's up to date and you have the right executor listed in your will um, who can handle your affairs after you pass away. Another item, though, John, is um, if you have a will, you can disinherit individuals who would otherwise stand to inherit assets. Um, you know, I know this isn't a fun thing to think about, but most people don't realize that they can actually disinherit people in their will and, uh, you know, yes, you may wish to disinherit someone who otherwise may stand inherit, you know, money from your estate if you die without a will. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be an ex-wife. I don't know. I mean, it's just because, you know, wills significantly outline how you would like your estate to be distributed. Absence of your will, uh, you know, your estate may end up in the wrong hands or in the hands of somebody you didn't intend to, such as, an ex-spouse, you know, <clears throat> whom you, you, you know, didn't have a great divorce with. So you just you just want to be careful about that. You want to make sure you have a will that's up to date so the money goes where you want it to. Yeah, another reason here, Steve, is uh, making gifts and donations. And the ability to, to make gifts is a good reason to have a will because it, you know, allows your legacy to live on and reflect your personal values and interest. And in addition, gifts up to 15000 are excluded from estate tax. So you're also increasing the value of your estate for your hair, your heirs and your beneficiaries. Fisheries um, to enjoy. So be sure you, you know you got to look at you know local laws. Go visit an estate planning attorney uh, to make sure you understand those um, those exclusions and how that process works. Yeah, that's a good one. Another one is to avoid um, you know legal challenges. Um, you know, if you die without a will, um, part of all of your estate may pass to someone you didn't intend to. You know, for example, one case involved in the estate of a deceased son who was awarded over a million dollars from a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, well, when the son died, the father, who had not been part of his life for over 32 years, stood to inherit the entire estate, leaving close relatives and siblings out of the picture. Um, so that would be a terrible situation. So you just want to make sure your things go to where you want it to and you avoid any any uh, uncertainty that would cause legal challenges in your estate. So uh you just want to make sure that you, you have things up to date in your will for that reason. Also, another one, though, is because you can you can change your mind if uh, circumstances change. So, you know, a good reason to have a will is so that you can you can change it anytime you want to while you're still alive. Life changes, I mean, such as births, deaths, divorce, um, and it can create situations where changing your will are necessary. So you want to make sure you have a will that you can change. It's up to date. Um 
and then it's usually pretty easy to change once you have it in place. Yeah, and the last reason here is um, it's pretty evident. You know, tomorrow's not promised. I mean, 50% of people do not have a will, and uh, procrastination and the unwillingness to accept death as a part of life are common reasons for not having one. So sometimes just the realization that wills are, are necessary comes way too late. Um, and, you know, an unexpected death or disability occurs. So to avoid the, the added stress on the families during an already emotional time, it's, it's wise to, to get this addressed, meet with an attorney, um, draw up a, you know, a basic uh, estate plan at a minimum before something unexpected happens because you don't know when. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's easy to procrastinate this. Um, it's a little overwhelming to think about all the ramifications of planning your estate and, actually drafting a will and, and choosing, you know, the people to serve as your executor and your beneficiaries and who you want to give to what you want to give to who. Um, but you got to take those steps. I mean, you know, you, you just got to go ahead and, and, and push through that, get something in place. You can't put it off forever. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot better to have something in place that's not perfect than to not have anything at all. Um, so you need to go ahead and make a decision and, and get that done. No decision is a decision, and that mm-hmm. is it's going to be left to the, the intestate, to the estate, to the, the laws of the state. And that's not a good way to handle your your affairs. Um, and, you know, knowing your state's laws is key. I mean, you'll want to make sure that you get a competent help um, attorney, you know, when you're drafting your will. Obviously, laws are complicated and are and they're different in every state. So we recommend that you get your will updated every 10 years or when something changes in your situation, like you you get you move or you, you remarry. Um, so don't procrastinate any longer. I mean, schedule a meeting with an attorney, you know, if you haven't updated your will recently or if you have any significant changes in your situation and mark that one off the list here in the new year. All right. And that leads us up here to our final thing, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah. Social Security, Medicare have a lot of people retiring now, a lot of questions. You know, it seems pretty easy on the surface. Um, so, you know, we recommend actually visiting a local office. Um, you can make an appointment uh, with them. You can set it up. Um, I've been over there before without an appointment. And I turned around and walked out because mm. <laughs> there was a lot of people in there. So oh, man, yeah. schedule a, a meeting specifically on your situation. They have all the records. They have everything that uh, that you know you're going to need to get the specific numbers about your situation, uh, and then you can take that information and you can sit down with a, an advisor or a planner. Um, and also, SSA.gov is a great place to uh, to look at your Social Security information and uh, understand what that benefit's going to be at different ages. So that's the prescription. Yeah, I would log on to SSA.gov first. You know, check out your benefit. You know, check out the website. They may answer some of your obvious questions. But it also will help you formulate your questions that you want to ask and get more clarity on when you go to the Social Security Administration office um, or Medicare office. Um, As John mentioned earlier, you know, in the fact of the week, 17 percent of the U.S. population is over 65. So those offices are very crowded. They're busy. Um, So you want to make sure you have your questions in order and you really, you know, know what what you you want to understand before you go in there. So, um Great prescription of the week. And that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website, moneymd.net, and email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, Richard Young Associates, at 706 739 0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. Children,
This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.